Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to Park Hopper 101, where we are your theme park gurus to the land of attractions, fantasy, and of course, food. I'm Chris O'Mealy, joined by Eric Flores. How are you, Eric? Oh, man, I am great. I am great. I can't wait to talk about what we're about to talk about. Yes, we are. To, to refresh everybody's minds, because we recorded a pilot episode a few months ago. And in case anybody needs to remember, Eric and I are both former theme park employees. We've worked at both Walt Disney World Resort and Universal Orlando. And we've been all over in both parks, pretty much. Uh, we've done it all, you could say. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say all, but I, I've done all that I wanted to do. <laughs> I We've done most. We've done most. We've done most. Now, I've never had the <clears throat> pleasure of working in Magic Kingdom. That was a hard word to get out there. I think it depends on <laughs> where you are. Eric, however... Oh. Has worked in Magic Kingdom. I, uh, yeah, and I survived. I've done opens, I've done closes, I've done special events, I've done fireworks, I've done, uh, parades. Uh, I, I pretty much anything that, that, well, anything operational to Magic Kingdom, I feel like I've, uh, I've done. And Eric was in a very specific land we're going to talk about today that might trigger some memories, but. Uh good old stroller land <laughs> so what we're gonna do today guys is we're going to plan a day for you at the magic kingdom uh we're gonna focus solely on the attractions and we're gonna focus solely on the attractions that are currently open as of this recording and we are recording this near the end of september in 2021 uh past attractions shops food all that stuff even their special events. Those are all going to be future episodes. So the idea today is that you've got a day to spend in Magic Kingdom, which, of course, is the flagship park of the Walt Disney World Resort. I think I remember hearing some insane statistic like 50 percent of all of the income to the entire Walt Disney World Resort comes strictly from this park. Like Magic Kingdom brings in more money through that park alone than the other three parks and resorts and everything combined, which is insane, but also realistic if you think about it. It might be true. I don't know how much of that is actually like ticket sales. I feel like a lot of it is like photographs and memory building because I can I can see a lot of people buying up the pictures in front of the castle. Right. I think that's a big, big portion of it, too. Plus, you also have to figure in merchandising. I feel like I, I, I'm sure a majority of the shopping gets done at the Magic Kingdom, right? Well, yeah, I would I would have to agree with that. There, there's like three big shopping places that I can remember, and one of them would be in Magic Kingdom. Right. Um, we're going to do an episode on merchandise and stuff in the future here. Um, I don't know how often we're going to be able to get out these theme park based episodes. We did our pilot a couple of months ago. Um, Eric and I both took new jobs. We've had to suspend some of our other shows just to get acclimated into our new schedules. And we're going to try to pick stuff up a little bit down the line here. But we wanted to throw this one out here because it's a it's just a lovely autumn day. Uh, we're just relaxing and it's been a while. So 
Maybe we'll try to get out a new episode once a month, maybe once every two months. This is kind of a mini series style podcast. There's no definite schedule, but we've gotten a lot of requests from people what people want us to specifically cover and ask questions and everything. That's why I want to kind of break everything down, too, because there there is so much to talk about in the theme park land. And we're just talking about Walt Disney World because we both work there. It's actually how we became friends. We told that story in the pilot. So we're going to kind of just focus on the attractions here. Magic Kingdom has had a lot of attraction turnover. There have been a lot of stuff that's no longer there since the park opened. And there's a lot we can talk about. We're going to make that an entire episode. So we're just going to focus on what's happening at the Magic Kingdom, Um, whether or not the attraction is open or it's temporarily closed or whatever. This is all stuff that you could do. Like, just for example, the Walt Disney World Railroad is currently not operating. But we're going to talk about it anyway, because it is one of the things you can do here. So we're going to focus strictly on the attractions, the little stuff that you can do around the area. Uh, we're going to go by. Yeah, I think we'll go by area. We'll uh, we'll go a- around the park. And first thing I want to discuss, if you can remember, Eric, because I'm sure you were little when you first came here. Do you remember your first trip to Magic Kingdom at all? Um. Yes. Yes, I do. And I was not little. My first trip to Magic Kingdom, I was an employee. I got hired and uh, I did traditions and uh, I went to the park. So it was. Well, outside of that, I went to the park afterwards on my own. But that was my first experience at Magic Kingdom. My. Oh, Okay. Yeah, my kid park, or like the the park that I went to as a as a kid, was uh, Epcot. Okay. When we do our Epcot episode, we can tell that story. So wow, so your your first real run through Magic Kingdom was as a, I, I can't say full grown adult because I don't think either one of us are actually adults anyway. I mean, in body we are, but mentally we're not. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> but so so what was what was it like to go through there the first time and what did you experience that you really liked and or even uh, didn't like oh man uh there was a lot that i liked and a lot that i didn't like there was it wasn't like <sighs> there were extremes on both ends and you want to wait till we get to each ride to talk about that yeah or, i just wanted to like generalize my experience though like most of it <clears throat> most of the things that i did not like were the crowds um well that's fair yeah and it was just so busy and i was just i was when i got hired in um it was just the start of summer so i i chose poorly right <clears throat> just going by <laughs> myself but luckily for me at the time at the time i don't know if they still have it there were a lot of single rider lines. So we got to I got to ride a lot of stuff really quickly. So I enjoyed that part. That is done that I am done with my generalization now. Well, you, you did hit on one thing that's important to note when you're going to go to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is always going to be the most crowded park, no matter what. 
Yeah. And it's not even the park that can hold the most people. No, that's Epcot. Yeah. Epcot's got the largest capacity for actually holding people. But Magic Kingdom's the park that's most associated with being Disney. It's got all the classic rides. Most of the stuff was came over from uh, from Disneyland, right? Pirates and Haunted Mansion and the mountains and all that. So and it's got the castle. It's what everybody pretty much associates with when it comes to Disney. Um, it's also the hardest park to get into. Because you can't just pull up and walk in. You have to go on an adventure to get there. I mean, you and can. You, have, you can <laughs> just walk in if you're if you're happen to stay at one of the three resorts. But it's a hell of a yes. walk unless it's contemporary, which is so close. You have three options. The monorail, the bus, and the ferry boat. Now, buses are whatever. Uh, they're because you got to wait. I mean, you're going to have to wait for each one of them. Most people, I think, prefer the monorail because the monorail is just fun to ride and it's kind of iconic. The ferry boat is a slower one, but you can fit so many more people on it that you're not going to be waiting as long. So I think it really just depends on what you're feeling at the time. Like, you're going to wait longer for the ferry boat to arrive, but then you're going to get right there because it just crosses the lagoon. The monorail will, there are, it's frequent, so the line will be moving, but they can't hold as many people, so you're going to get cut off, and then you're going to have to wait for the next one. And then the buses are buses, but they operate on a schedule, so you have to wait for the bus to show up at your time to take you over there. I think if I had to recommend one, I would recommend the ferry boat. And there's nothing wrong with the monorail system. But if you don't know which monorail, because there's three of them. Sorry, there's three lines when you get there. And if you don't know which one to go on, you could accidentally get on the wrong one and go to Epcot or even worse than the Epcot ride, because at least that one's scenic and it just moves. There's no other stops. (laughs) You get on the resort monorail by accident and, and that stops stop like four times at every single yeah contemporary polynesian uh, uh grand floridian yeah grand for grand floridian and transportation and ticket center and magic kingdom so yeah so so there's five total stops you'll be stopping a lot and it's annoying now if you're staying in one of those resorts it's whatever because you need to get that one anyway but if you just show up at the TTC, the Ticket and Transportation Center, if you don't know which one, which is generally the center line. So if you're looking at it, from my experience, the far left one is the uh, resort monowell. Resort. Far right is Epcot. Far right is Epcot. And then the center Center is Express. Yep. Straight to Magic Kingdom and back. Right. Now I'm going to say something that you're going to giggle at. Because you know you, you know it's going to be funny when I say it, but it is the truth, and I'm going to say it anyway. Everything is very well labeled, so just read the signs. And why is that funny, Eric? Because no one <laughs> reads the signs. <clears throat> it's a running... Nobody thing. reads the signs. Nobody and and that, that goes for in the parks, too, not just the... 
not just getting to the damn park. Like people don't even read the signs going through the resort. And this, okay, so Walt Disney World Resort, if you're driving there, it is very big. It can be very confusing, but everything is very clearly labeled. You just have to follow what the signs say. And you'll know you're in the resort because all the billboards are purple. They do that on purpose so you can find your way. Just follow what it says. It tells you which direction to go. But, you know, you know as well as I do that people don't follow any of those any True. of those signs. But sometimes it's so crowded you can't even see signs, so... Yeah, that's true. So when would you recommend to go to the Magic Kingdom as a guest? Early in the morning around, uh, I want to say like, well, fuck me. This is a hard question. Maybe March? Like right before spring break? Yeah. I feel like that's really the only time. I would say... January and February are pretty good. They're they're pretty off season ish. Um, I know that I know that the UK and India goes on holiday around that time. Yeah. So you we do have an influx of British and Indian guests, but that's doesn't really affect the bottom line so much from the locals and everything. Plus, the weather's so much favorable in January and February because it might be like fifties and sixties and. It's cool. You might still need a jacket, though. Don't plan like it's going to be a tropical paradise the whole time you're there, because we do get cold snaps in Florida. Yeah. And it's worse down there because of the humidity. That one week where it's cold. Either way, you need a jacket because it'll probably rain. So there's that. No, not that time of year. There's that's that's when drought season hits. It doesn't rain for like four months. (laughs) Oh, I remember how ugly my 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 parents yard down there at their Florida house would get because it just wouldn't rain. And then all the all the requirements start coming, you know, all the up oh, oh, can't turn on your sprinklers. You got to conserve your water like, well, son of a bitch. Yeah, I would recommend like March, definitely before April. Before spring break, <clears throat> before spring now break. you you have a gap in May that works before Memorial Day. And after the spring break crowd, before the schools really let out. But it's not really worth it because it's a small gap and it gets really hot that time of year. Yeah. Memorial Day to Labor Day is the summer rush. And then every That's, day, there's no avoiding that. Every day outside of the days that we're mentioning, literally there's events and all sorts of random shit that will just ruin your time. Yep. And you, you don't you may not necessarily know what's coming, but because you would think any it. Fall would be great, right? Like fall would just be like, oh, well, everybody's back in school and mm-hmm. and it's nice and chill, but you got the not so scary crowd. Or the yeah. very merry crowd if you're going in November. Yeah, because Christmas starts in November and at Disney and doesn't end until yep. New Year's, really. Yep. Uh, do not, unless you really, really insistent on spending your holiday at Disney, do not go. The week of Christmas and New Year's. It is the single busiest time of year. <clears throat> that is, we do not recommend it. Unless you, Unless really you only just want to do one, maybe two rides. Oh, you'll definitely get on at least three. You'll get on at least three rides. You're going to wait several hours for those rides. So you better be prepared for that. I yes. think 
the biggest thing that I could say. Whenever you do visit, plan it out in advance. Don't make it a, a spontaneous trip. Don't be like, let's go tomorrow. That's that's wrong. That is bad. You're not going to get anything. That way, like if you plan it out, at least you can book some fast passes and guarantee to like not wait so long on a few rides. Yes. Yes, exactly. And this is what we're going to be here for is we're going to go through all the attractions so we can tell you what we would recommend. Now, of course, uh, our word is not going to be like the, the the final word here, right? Like we're going to describe what these rides are and whether or not we think they're worth it. But that doesn't necessarily mean if we describe something that sounds cool to you, by all means, do it. I tell people that all the time. Like if we're going to Disney and you've never been like you tell me what sounds like fun. Now, I'll give you my recommendations. That's what we're going to do here. But even if I'm like, well, I personally don't like it, but the description of it sounds cool to you, then we'll do it. Because we I want people to have a good time when they go for the first time. I want people to get as much out of the trip as they possibly can. So and the only other thing I will tell you, if you do want to experience Christmas there, and still get a decent little gap of not so big crowds. There is like a two week gap in December right before the real Christmas rush happens. It's like mid-December where you can get a nice little gap where there aren't that many people because they're all planning on coming that next week. So you can go for that, too, if you really want to experience the holidays. Um, same thing with uh, with October. There's like a mid-October gap that's it's small, but it's it's OK to go. Now, I can't give you like specific dates, obviously, because this fluctuates all the time. But if you really want to experience a holiday there, that's the way to do it. If you want to do like Fourth of July, forget it. Just just go because Fourth of July only lasts three days at Magic Kingdom and you're going to be dealing with everybody. So. All right. Did we articulate that enough, Eric, you think? Yeah. So how do you want to hit up these sections? I feel like. Should we go? How did your family always do it? Because we always did Adventureland first and ended in Tomorrowland. OK, so you went clockwise when you entered the park. So Main Street, then Adventureland and then just keep going. Yes. We what did, did you do? Counterclockwise. So we went tomorrow. So you did Tomorrowland. Yeah. OK. Um. Well. I mean, we can just go back and forth. Uh, we can go alphabetically like let's go. We can go your way counterclockwise. No, oh, wait, you no, went no, counterclockwise. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can go your way clockwise. You went against the green. Well, that's the thing, right, is we always went to the left because we always saw Tomorrowland as the way to end the day because of the futuristic stuff. Um, but that's just that's just and that's how we do it to this day. Like when my wife and I go or we bring friends and everything, we always still gravitate towards Adventureland first. All right. So let's discuss. So first things first, in Main Street, USA, there aren't really any rides. There's that's little things true. that go on. There's performers. There's stuff like that. There is one. But there is the train. Yes. The train. Uh, the Walt Disney World Railroad. Now, it is a ride, but it's also a method of transportation to get you to the lands because it stops in Main Street, it stops in Frontierland, and it stops in Fantasyland. 
And there's little stuff along the way. There's animatronics and things, depending on which part of the park you're going through. So you can always ride the Walt Disney World Railroad. Um, what's your what's your opinion on the Walt Disney World Railroad? Do it at least once because there's virtually no wait for it, like ever. True, right. Because it it is more of a mode of transportation. And you don't have to get like you can ride it from Main Street all the way back to Main Street if you want. You don't have to get off anywhere. Right. And they don't require you to get off and get back on. It's the only ride that is a ride to another ride. Basically, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Like, it's great. It's fantastic. And if you now the negatives. No, go ahead. Uh, the the negatives is sometimes um there, there's no like real set pickup times that it's con- continuously running uh and if there is a situation at a station then you're just halted out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, and there will be, that, by the way. There will be. And, and it's not like, oh, somebody jumped in the tracks, even though that does happen. It's, it's normally like um, there's some wheelchairs or whatever that need to get on and off. So it's just a little backup. Yep. And now, you're going to encounter that a lot at Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom was built in 1971 and has no ADA accessibility because it did not need to be compliant back then. So keep that in mind if you are going with somebody who needs extra assistance that they're they can accommodate you. But and and here's another myth. I want to get this out of the way right now, because I think this is really important. People really have it in their heads that like bring someone in a wheelchair is going to get you to the front of the lines. No, it doesn't work like that. You don't get to the front of the line. What you do is you go in through an extra area where they can accommodate you. You're still going to wait. And you still have to get loaded onto the ride in a different section. So, like, and it is going to require some extra time for you. Like, they're going to still make you wait yeah. to, to get on there. <clears throat> that was one of my things when I worked at, like, Peter Pan. That sometimes they would just show up right away. And I'd be like, all right, you're just going to have to give me a few minutes. Like, and they would get upset about it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. That's a very common myth that people seem to think is how it works here. Like, no, no, we have a way for you to get in. But and here's the thing. If a lot of people are trying to pull that as a stunt, guess who you're going to wait behind? At that point, you might as well just get up if you can. Now, uh, this doesn't apply to people who genuinely need to use the handicap entrance, right? people who are truthfully wheelchair bound. We're talking about the people who are, you know, what type of people we're talking about, Eric? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or (sighs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about people who don't need the mobility, but they're using it because it's convenient for them for reasons and choices that they've made in life. They're so fat. They can steer with their stomach. Sorry, just saying. They don't need the wheelchair. They well, they put themselves in the wheelchair because of like their own shit. Literally. Here's my thing. Right, so here's my thing. Like I am not skinny, but I am not that big. 
so correct so i'm still feeling good about about a lot of things all righty so with that said uh I personally will I'll I'll kind of say what Eric said. Uh, it's cool to check out the railroad if you can, but don't make that a priority. It the railroad to me is skippable. Now, with that said, if you hit up Magic Kingdom first thing in the morning and you need to get to Frontierland before everybody else, get on that fucking train. Yes. You will get to get Frontierland. Before everybody else. Because <laughs> it's the first stop. So, yes, if you really want to get to Frontierland, there you go. Uh, if you really, really want to get to Fantasyland, however, uh, don't bother. Yeah, it doesn't stop there. It does, but it's not the it's. Yeah, just where the hell is it stopping right. Fantasyland now? It says it stops at Fantasyland. It says it has three stops, Fantasyland, Frontierland, and Main Street. The Fantasyland stop is the old oh, Toontown oh, USA right, stop. Right, right, right. I'm, th- I'm still thinking Toontown's there, dude. I'm still thinking Toontown. Oh, Toontown's gone, bro. Oh, man. Oh, I miss Barnstormer. Rest in peace. Pretty sure Barnstormer still exists. It's just in Fantasyland now. Yeah, Barnstormer still exists. Okay. All right. So you've gone down Main Street. You've seen the castle. You've you've been in awe at it. You're going to make a left. You're going to venture into Adventureland. So we have six attractions we're going to talk about here in Adventureland. I'm going to kind of go from bottom to top is what I'm going to try to do here. So first things first, in Adventureland, they have something called Pirate's Adventure, Treasure of the Seven Seas. Have you read about this? Have you heard about this? What, what are you talking about? I've never heard of pirates. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a scavenger hunt little game that you can do. And you're looking for, you complete little missions here and you get a final card, which is signed by Captain Jack Sparrow. So it's you, you get a magic talisman. It's kind of if you haven't been to Disney, you won't understand this, but it's it sounds like it's very similar to what they did with Kim Possible and Agent P. OK, so it's a fun little thing to do. It's a little scavenger hunt that you can go on with the family and everything. Um, I've personally never done it, but it sounds like one of those things that if you got time to do it, do it, especially if you've got kids. Sounds like that's something the kids would really like. Yeah, I can see like a scavenger hunt being really cool at Magic Kingdom. Yes. Okay, so we've got five major attractions in Adventureland. Major might be a little word here, but you've got you've got your standard stuff. So let's start with the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, how would you describe the Enchanted Tiki Room? I wouldn't, a, I, I wouldn't describe the Enchanted Tiki Room to anybody. Um, I don't know how to describe it, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, would I recommend it? So I'm going to put this. We have we have three categories. Your category ones are your must-dos. Your category twos are... 
if you have time, your category threes are it's truthfully not worth it. I would put Enchanted Tiki Room as a category two, but not a high priority in any way, shape or form. So it's 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 basically just a musical show. You walk in, you sit down in the Tiki Room, you get a show, there's music and everything. That's really the best way to describe it. I know they did the thing where it was under new management, so it had Iago from Aladdin and Zazu from The Lion King as characters that were kind of hosting it. Other than that, I don't really know what else to say about the Enchanted Tiki Room. It's kind of like a little interactive show, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I say... If you have time, you're in an off season, you've never done it before. I say try it, but it's not something I would prioritize for your trip. I couldn't see. This is where I, I'm like indifferent about it because I don't I don't like it. And I would say it's a, a category three. Like you can skip on it okay. because it's not it's not ride. And to me, it's not that engaging. Uh, and there's only like a handful of things at magic kingdom that I would say you can totally skip. And unfortunately the other one is also in Adventureland. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're about to talk about that actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I would say skip it, but there's another attraction that comes up later. That's literally the same exact thing where it's not a ride and it's not really interactive, but I think it's a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. All right. So let's say. All right. So that that's our that's our uh, view on the Tiki Room. Uh, low two, pretty much a three. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is 100 percent of category three. This is the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. It is just a walkthrough. That's all it is. You walk through the treehouse. You get to climb up stuff and look at stuff. And then you climb back down again. Uh, this to me is a completely skippable, even if you do have kids, it's, it could there's have not been a fucking th- walkway. It doesn't even have to be an attraction. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be an attraction. <laughs> it's all it is. It's just a walk. It's just a walkway. Like that would have been cool if they had like a walkway where you were going from point A to point B and you could just walk through the Swiss family Robinson treehouse and explore it. Like that would be cool, but no, it's not. It's a little thing off to the side and I think it's a waste of time. It's 100% a waste of time. Your kids are... It's not like it's even like a playground or something where your kids can really climb up on a bunch of stuff. Personally, I think it's a waste. Category three. Correct. I agree. Okay. Let's discuss the magic carpets of Aladdin, which are in Adventureland. And this is one of your standard Carney-style rides. You get in the the machine, you go in a circle, you control your height, and a very, very poor voice acting job claiming to be Aladdin talks to you. <laughs> um, Basically it. There's, this is borderline two to three, but I would say, I would say two. If you look over and there's not a long line, I would say go for it. If there is a long yeah. line, go ahead and skip it because you have your chance somewhere else. Trust me. There's this is something. Yeah, th- <laughs> this is something your kids are going to enjoy. Uh, this is something that I would say. There's two other rides just like this in Magic Kingdom: Dumbo and Astro Orbiter. 
An Astro Orbiter and, is by far the better option. Yes. So I would say skip Magic Carpets of Aladdin. So I will say 2.5. 2.5. New category. 2.5. Yes. Two if no one's there or I'll skip. <laughs> But if you've got kids, if you've got little kids who aren't big into thrill rides and they're not going to do any of the coasters and they like stuff like this, by all means, take them on it. They're going to have fun. It's a short little thing. It's a carnival style ride. If your kids like that stuff. Fortunately, however, Adventureland has two other rides we're going to talk about, and these are both category ones. These are must do's for your vacation. One hundred percent. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Absolutely. So let's talk about the yeah, let's talk about the world famous Jungle Cruise. Uh, this is a must do if you're going to go to the Magic Kingdom. If you're if you're not familiar with the Jungle Cruise, maybe you've seen the movie with Dwayne Johnson in it. The Jungle Cruise, you get on a boat, you go through a tour of the jungle with all these all these animatronic animals. There's a bit of a storyline there and you have a skipper and the skipper gets to tell jokes and be funny and interact with you. So depending on the kind of skipper that you get, it's almost like it's a comedy roast at the same time. And you're the one getting roasted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And any ride that has a spieling attraction element to it, you can ride multiple times and you're going to get a slightly different ride each time because each skipper's got their own way of doing the show. There's good and bad about that. So there's like no standard, right? So sometimes there's there there there's a line that you can't cross when telling jokes. Right. Right. And there's a lot of people who like to dance on that line and I appreciate those people. And then we that's what I appreciate about you. Is, is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you understand. Listen to the nerd table to figure out how Eric learn these references oh my god it's so good it's such a good show but yes yeah i would i would 100 recommend do this do this there's only one exception for i would say don't do this and that is if it's pouring fucking rain yes okay good point we should probably address that <laughs> inclement <laughs> weather in some of these attractions here because yes jungle cruise in the rain is not worth it good point Good point. Good thinking, buddy. So oh, this, yeah. This is definitely a one. I don't want to say, like, don't do it. It is definitely a one. But if it is pouring down rain, don't wait bother. Until it stops. Yeah, because at yeah. that point, it is now a 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, you, people have heard of the, the famous backside of water joke. I think that even, like, that's even more famous than the Jungle Cruise itself, I think, with uh. There is a Weird Al song called Skipper Dan, and it's all about a guy who majored in theater, and now all he does is work at the Jungle Cruise ride, and he hates his life. That's the whole... There's a music video and everything. Oh, man, the irony in that, though. Because there's probably somebody who did get a theater degree and does work at the Jungle Cruise. Probably. I guarantee that's the case The case there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> now, here's the other thing. Uh, depending on when you go on the Jungle Cruise ride could depend on how good of a skipper you have. So here's the, here's the trick here. Here's how this works at Disney. Full timers 
who've been there for a long time get priority in their schedule. They're the ones that are generally opening so they can go home early. Now, there's only two kinds of full-timers in that category. There are the ones who are so full of magic that they literally bleed pixie dust. If you cut them open, glitter will come out. They're great. They're going to be you're going to get a great show out of them. And this applies to all spieling attractions across all parks, by the way. I feel like just in all attractions in general. But yes. 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 But spieling especially. Yeah. Uh, The other kind of full timer you're going to encounter there are the jaded ones who are just there for the insurance and the park discounts and don't care about anything. And their their management's worst nightmare. And they will do the absolute bare minimum to get through the day. And they just that's all you're going to get out of them. You either die as a hero or live long enough to become a villain. <laughs> that, that is them. At one point, they had that energy. Yeah, that it got beaten out of them. So those are the two types of people you're going to encounter if you're if it's during that time of day. Now, if you're going closer to to closing time. When it's dark out, now you're getting the young crowd, the part timers, the college program kids, the internationals. Those are the ones that you're going to start getting. And those come in two factors, too, because you've got the ones that do not care and they will skirt that line and do what they want because they're just an intern and they know they're not going to be there much longer. And you might get a show you've never experienced before and will never experience again. Or you're going to get somebody who is still nursing a hangover from the night before and they look like they're going to collapse and die. Both both of those options are extremely good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> both of them. Uh, and Jungle, Jungle Cruise is one of the rare rides that it's fun to do both in the daytime and the nighttime. Yeah. I, even though I prefer night because I'm not a fan of the sun, but yes, I agree. <laughs> it's just like, Eric and I are indoor cats. We we we're definitely indoor cats. We're indoor cats. I would say go at night, and I, there's there's nothing funnier than watching a skipper get seasick on a ride that they've been on over and over again <laughs> because they're just fucking hungover. <laughs> I was going to say, the ride doesn't really rock that much in the water because it is on a track. Yeah. I think it's like a it's not like a track in the way that you would think that it's powered by it or whatever. It's just kind of like a guiding thing. I think the boat itself is still powered and the track is just there to guide the boat where it needs to go. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm susceptible to seasickness and I've never gotten sick on the Jungle Cruise, so you'll be fine. But yeah, uh, Jungle Cruise is is a lot of fun. And from a personal standpoint, we had a rivalry with the uh, Jungle Cruise coming as Kilimanjaro drivers. Because, you know, we wear the exact same costume sans patch. Yeah, that's the only difference is Kilimanjaro's got a patch and a belt buckle. Jungle Cruise just doesn't have that. It's the same costume. And the rivalry was always that our animals were real, but they were allowed to be funny. That's what the rivalry was built on. <laughs> so. And it was always fun when we would go as a group, like a group of safari drivers, and we'd get on a we'd get on a boat. And when when they know that there's like cast members on there, they'll have even more fun with us. Oh. And then as we're getting off, they're like, are you guys like former skippers or something? We're like, no, we're KSR. They're like, oh, you're those people. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's us. That's us. It's a thing, like, when, at least when I worked there, uh, not not as the Jungle Cruise or anything, but, like, just Disney in general, whenever we encountered cast members, it's almost like a second wind. Like, you you just got that energy back in you for a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And because they get it, they get it now. Not, you not, will never cast members. There's some cast members who no. are just pieces of shit, but <laughs> but if I, yeah, we work a with a couple of them who's literally and, and this happens to me who are, who are they are literally working in normal clothes because they're just fucking it, it's a part of them i don't know it's like a brainwash thing i will go to the park and pick up trash and be like what the fuck why <laughs> why did i just do that why am i doing this <laughs> you gotta get that beaten out of you yeah yes so jungle cruise definitely a one unless it's pouring rain a uh, jungle cruise does shut down in inclement weather just so you know because of the water so if there's lightning nearby you won't get to ride jungle cruise uh, you also won't get to ride magic carpets either. So keep that actually, in mind, too. I think yeah, they're all shut most down. of the outdoors all get shut down. All right. Last attraction in Adventureland. Also one. This is a category one. This is a must do. And that's pirates. Another water ride. Okay. But this time inside. Indoors. So this stays open during <laughs> during inclement weather. However, I would also venture to say do not go to pirates right away. Still do it, but not right away if you get caught in the rain because it's cold as fuck in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll freeze. <laughs> you go in with your wet poncho and it is cold. They, Pirates is very, very well air conditioned. Yes. That's a good thing. But yes, you don't want to go in there wet. Just dry uh, Pir- Pirates is a classic Disney masterpiece of a ride. It's considered a dark ride, which for... These are those rides that take place in the dark, pretty much. Not not dark as in, you know, cut my veins, watch me bleed. No, but also not dark as in, like, you can't see anything that's happening. It's just, it's an indoor type attraction. Uh, you get in a boat and you journey through the land of pirates and they sing and they pillage. And new versions, if you go now, once Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie came out, they actually added animatronic Jack Sparrows to the Pirates ride. What I find fun about that is the Jack Sparrow attraction was added, you know, this is post 2003 or 2004, whenever the first movie came out. So he looks way better than the original animatronics, which were all built in the 70s. He kind of stands out a little bit. Which is hilarious. Yes, there are there are three Jack Sparrows, but if you ever see a fourth Jack Sparrow, every now and again, Johnny Depp will show up in costume and just appear out in the ride because he likes to. I have that story whenever you're like, if you want to hear it, I want to hear this. You have to. You can't just say I have a story and then not and then tease me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so Johnny Depp does love to go to the parks a lot dressed up as Captain Jack Sparrow. During the not so scary Halloween party, and sometimes right because sometimes he is the Jack Sparrow in the parade, right? Sometimes. However, what he'll do? There's a uh, Captain Jack Sparrow show that they do over there. I'm not sure what it's called. Where somebody dressed as Captain Jack 
will like do some skits or whatever. And he likes to mess with them. Anyway, what he'll do is he'll go to, I believe it's the, uh, the Adventureland restrooms with uh, his tour guide. Because all celebrities go with the tour guide. But the tour guide can't go into the bathrooms. So I believe Adventureland has two exits. Hold on a second. Tour guides use the bathroom just like everybody else, right? I mean. Yeah, but they can't go in with the the person that they're traveling with he's like what if they have to pee too then they can go and pee too but like (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 one of those things where he would go to those restrooms because it has two exits and he will leave his tour guide behind and adventure off into the park dressed as captain jack sparrow and mingling with everybody else and nobody knows that it's actually johnny depp that's amazing because he can, because it's not so scary. Lots of people show up dressed like Captain Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I think they didn't they change it one year where they don't want you dressing up. No, I think it was just the princesses. They don't want you dressing up if you're an like, adult as face characters. Up. Yeah, as face yeah. characters. Because they don't want people they, to think that you represent that you're one of the princesses. Yeah. Right. But Captain Jack apparently is okay. Well, he's not. A I, my favorite was at Not So Scary. I saw Captain Jack. Somebody in a full Jack Sparrow costume and somebody in a full Santa Claus costume taking a picture together. And I'm like, that's cool. That is awesome. I love I'm I'm down with that. I still like my um when I worked at Winnie the Pooh, there was a, a light that blew and it it smoked a little bit, caused the fire alarm to go off, and the fire department showed up and and guests were just so enthralled. They're just like, those are really good fire like fire department costumes. They had no idea that it was actually the fucking fire department. Like, <laughs> there were actual firefighters. Oh, I love yes and their blissful ignorance. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, Pirates is a great ride. Caribbean, Caribbean, however you pronounce it. Uh, I, I, I recommend to everybody, everybody go on Pirates. It's, it's a fun little ride. It's classic Disney. The animatronics, even even stuff from 1971, still holds up because that's the the beauty of Disney animatronics. It's got catchy music, you know, Yoho, Pirates Life for Me. That they've incorporated parts of the the Pirates score, which is a brilliant movie score. It is a lot of fun. Uh, you can get wet on the ride because it does have the. Uh, the cannonball splashes. They might splash you. But if you're going on a ride at Disney, just expect to get wet. Yeah. Like, they they love doing stuff like that. So just expect it. Also, keep your hands inside the boat because you can lose fingers. Yes, please. For the love of God, just keep your appendages inside the vehicles and don't touch the water. That's what I meant. Do not touch that water there. Do not touch the water. Do not drink know. the water. If you don't know where that drop is, that happened to somebody. They they had their hands and they were touching the water and the drop came and it got pinched between the boat and the rail. Bye bye fingers. That'll off, do it. I'm like, why the fuck was your hand that deep into the water, nasty ass? Anyway, whatever. Yeah, your fingers would have fallen off eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just quicken the process before the gangrene could take over. Yeah, guys, theme park water is really nasty. Please don't. Like, if it's one of, like, those fountains and everything that they have, little fountains that squirt off that they want your kids to run around it, that water's fine. But, like, 
The water in the rides don't touch that friggin' water. Or the lake. Or the lake. Yeah, please don't don't go swimming in the lake. Ugh. Listen, the next time you go to Epcot, I know we're talking about Magic Kingdom right now, but the next time you go to Epcot, look at the big lake. Look how many ducks are in there. Not a whole lot. If the ducks don't <laughs> want to be in there, you don't want to be in there. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're going to leave Adventureland and journey into Frontierland. Now, Frontierland really only has four attractions. They do have an arcade, but an arcade's an arcade. Um, honestly, you're not coming to Disney to go to an arcade. I might. You can go to an arcade. There's better <laughs> arcades. Yeah. I mean, I like skee-ball, but... So, first off, we'll start with the, the, the bottom, work our way up again. Let's talk about Tom Sawyer Island. There's... It's a cool thing to do once, but I don't really see that as a as a must do every time you come there. What would you say? I uh, it depends on the weather, uh, to be perfectly honest. If you don't know if it's going to rain or not, it's a guaranteed three for me. There you go, because if you get stuck, if you are on Tom Sawyer Island and a storm happens, no one's coming to get you until the storm's yep. over. Yep. You're spending however long it takes for that storm to pass on that fucking island. Yeah. (laughs) You are absolutely right about that. (laughs) Uh, Tom Sawyer Island also has limited hours. Like, it, it always opens late and closes early. So it's one of those things you really have to catch. I think there's just better stuff to do. Yeah. In my opinion, Tom Sawyer Island as a whole is a three. Is a category three. I don't see any reason. It's like the Swiss family thing. I just don't see any reason to go there. I would put there's it nothing to really get out of it. The treehouse because there is a little boat ride there. But that's it. You're literally it's that boat ride that's entertaining. It's not even the fucking yeah. island. And you just walk around the island. And there's little caves and stuff. And then you're you're done. And you're back. So, yeah. All right. Country Bear Jamboree. We might disagree on this one, but I'm curious to see what your opinion is of the Country Bear Jamboree. For me, if there's if it's not crowded, it's a two. And if it is crowded, it's a three. It's a three. Okay. Just- so I have never liked the Country Bear Jamboree, and I know that's gotten a lot of guests and a lot of heat from people like some of our wonderful friends, Katie. Hi, Katie. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's not a real attraction, though. Like, to me, it's not a real attraction. It's a show with singing bears. It's got some music, and that's pretty much all it is. Yeah, when you can perform the exact same thing anywhere in the park, it's not an attraction. Because it doesn't even have to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've... I probably haven't gone to Country Bear Jamboree since before I was visiting Disney as an employee or post-employee. Like, I'm pretty sure my last time seeing the Country Bears would have been either... Well, I don't remember the trip when I was two. I don't remember that. I have one memory from that, and that came from Epcot. We'll talk about that when we do that episode. I don't remember Magic Kingdom at two. But I went when I was in fourth grade, and I went again when I was 16. And I'm pretty sure I went to Country Bear both of those times, and I don't think I've been back since. Because 2008 would have been my startup as an employee, 
when I did the internship. And then from Country Bear, good old Country Bear Jamboree, I don't think I've been there since... When did we go? 2000? 2000! There you go. I haven't seen Country Bears in 21 years. It's still there. It it does a thing. It's not that... It's not memorable. Yes. Here's my thing, though. And I, I, I'll, say it, I'll say it as always. If... It sounds appealing to you. By all means, go do it. But if you're leaning on me for a recommendation, I'm going to tell you to skip it. Oh, I know where to put this. I know exactly where to put this. Is are you early for your fast pass for another attraction? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There it is. That is Country Bear Jamboree. (laughs) <laughs> so basically it's a time waster to get your ass onto another onto a better ride anyway yeah are you tired of walking yeah because it's magic kingdom are you too early for your fast pass probably because it's magic kingdom are you happening to be in the area i mean if you just left Adventureland, yeah i guess it's it's right there <laughs> but it's, it's not right like there. It, it, it's not one of those things where you enter the park and you're like, we got to do this right now. <laughs> like, we need to go. No, we're not. Yeah, there's even even people who I know really like the Country Bear Jamboree don't see it as that type of an attraction. So I think that settles that. Yeah. <laughs> However, there are two. No, you got if you're walking by and it's happening. Cool. If not, walk in. I yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't waste my time with it. Fortunately for you, the other two attractions in Frontierland are Category 1s. These are must-dos. Both of these rides, these are two of the mountains. These do have height requirements, people. We're going to make that clear, okay? These have height requirements. Nothing you can't get by with some ice cream sandwiches in the shoes. Don't even start. (laughs) When we get to Universal, I'll tell that story again. We're going to do an episode on Universal. All right. So 40 inches or 102 centimeters is the height requirement to get on to both Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and Splash Mountain. Both of these rides, because of their heights, will be closed during storms. So that's another thing you can do. Go to Country Bears until the storm passes and the mountains reopen. And that, that is an option. But yeah, so let's talk about Splash Mountain because Splash Mountain's actually getting a refurbishment in the near future. <gasps> Are they making it not so racist? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Splash Mountain isn't actually no. racist. It's based on a movie that has a racist element in it, which isn't even Uncle Rufus. It was the Tar Baby that that did it in. I say just cut the damn Tar Baby out and keep the rest of the movie. The only thing that Splash Mountain was really known for was the Zippity Doodah song, which came from Song of the South, which is not that good of a movie if you've ever actually seen it. It's a very forgettable movie other than Zippity Doodah. Like, I don't know why they they lived and died off of Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear and all those characters, but yeah, whatever. So Splash Mountain as it is right now, 
has the zippity doo dah song, and it's the the telling of the Br'er Rabbit story. Br'er Bear and Br'er Wolf are going after him, and then you Warning. so you go through the little cartoon stuff. You will get wet. <laughs> yeah, Splash Mountain's a water ride. All right, it's designed to be a water ride. It's a log flume ride. That's what Splash Mountain is. And it's got a big drop that is pretty fun. And then you, but you're going to get wet on that ride. You're not going to get like so, but you're going to get significantly wet enough to, if you're wearing the wrong type of clothes, this could be a problem for you. Wet t-shirt contest. (laughs) And don't, don't flash the camera because they're, they'll catch that and they will 100% take that picture down. You're not getting that picture. Sorry. These people do track that stuff. Uh, Splash Mountain is going to be redone with a Princess and the Frog theme. And I'm fine with that because I really like that movie. And I think it's a better choice anyway. Something more people are familiar with. So I don't see an issue there. However, the old Splash Mountain does have a very inappropriate moment at the very end of the ride where I think it's the bear is stuck in the stuck in the hole and the wolf's like on his back. And it's just like, what is he actually trying to do to this bear right now? But, you know, dirty mind's always going to be dirty. That said, I think Splash Mountain's a one. I think it's something you should check out. It is a one. If you're really insistent on not getting wet, Splash Mountain is a two. If you're really insistent on not getting wet, the weather's really cold and you're not into drops. Then I would say skip it. But if it's hot, you don't mind getting wet and you like the drop element and you're okay with having zippity doodah stuck in your head for the rest of the day, and it will be, go on it. So one potential two, depending on your preferences. I think it's a solid one for me, as long as it's not, you know, bad weather, which is kind of like a running theme. But um, I feel like all of all of the mountains are not to get ahead of ourselves. But, well, one of them is indoors, but yeah. Yeah. But no, weather's going to... All right, here, that, this is why we tell people not to go during the summer. Not only is it crowded and hot and miserable, but it storms literally every day. There is a daily thunderstorm down there because of the humidity and the heat and everything. It will rain on you, and it will ruin a lot of your day. Because you're going to have to put the poncho on to prevent from getting soaked... But at the same time, the poncho is just going to make you hotter. So Listen, it's just it's one of those things where you're either, you're going to get wet, whether it's from sweat or the storm is up to you. I'd rather be <laughs> wet from the storm. Personally, yes. That's why if you ever see like a cast member standing out in the rain and they look miserable, they're not miserable because of the storm. <laughs> That's probably the best thing that's happened to them at the greeter position all day. <laughs> so, yeah, so there. OK, so that kind of sums up Splash Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. The, it is a one. It's a one. I, I feel like both of these have really, really cool themed cues. Like their their cue is just awesome. Um, it's a runaway train themed roller coaster. That's what Big Thunder Mountain is. And it's great. 
Yeah. It's fun. It's a it's a fun classic little classic little ride. Uh it's a roller coaster, but not an intense one. It's a family roller coaster. You still have to have the 40 inch height requirement. But most kids are 40 inches tall when they're like four or five years old anyway, so. And your kids are gonna love it. And it's got it's got a couple of I mean, it really doesn't have anything too overly intense with it. And it's got fun themes. It's got Easter eggs and stuff to look for. Like there's a guy washing himself in a bathtub that you have to actually look for while you're going up one of the mountains. It's got a it's got an Indiana Jones boulder fake out. But it's fun. It's it's a cowboy frontier theme. Uh, yeah, it's a one. It's a one. It's a one. One. I mean, you're not you're not going to this park to get super thrill ride roller coasters with tons of tons of loops and corkscrews and tricks and everything. But if you're there, you're there. Just have fun. It's good. It's a good one. I recommend it. All right. That takes us to Liberty Square. Only three attractions to talk about here. This one will be nice and quick. Eh, uh, Liberty attraction, really, to talk about Liberty Square. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Liberty Square Riverboat. Uh, you know what? I've never been on. Uh, neither have I, but it's a three for me because I don't see the point. Right. You just get on a riverboat and you cruise around the river. There's nothing else to it. I see no point in getting on the riverboat. Agreed. Looks cool, but. All right. The Hall of Presidents. The Hall of Presidents. is a 1.5 for me. (laughs) All right. So the Hall of Presidents was created because Walt uh, wanted to honor the office of the United States presidency. Uh, You have there's there's an animatronic of every single president. And every time we get a new president, they add the animatronic. So they'll actually shut down, add the animatronic in, reopen, and then you get I think Washington and Lincoln both give speeches and then whoever the current president is actually has a line of dialogue in there. But if you like your if you like American history, it's a cool little show to go see. If you are, again, waiting for a fast pass, I say check it out. If you want to just there's a couple of attractions, Eric, and you'll agree with this. We're getting to that point now in the day where you're going to want a buffer attraction. You're going to want to sit down and relax attraction. Get out of the sun. Sit down in air conditioning. Hall of Presidents is a good one for that. Correct. Correct. This is everything that Country Bear Jamboree should have been. <laughs> but just wasn't. But, it's, I, but I think it's better because it's it's historic and entertaining and everything. And this this is that other attraction that I I thought hey it's not really it's not really a ride this is the that tiki room replacement yeah and it does it better it does it you know what's you know what's worth going in to see it though how good the lincoln animatronic is in here because he doesn't just he's sitting down in a seat right he doesn't just stand up like a robot he actually puts his hands on his thighs and rises up like a human would and that's all animatronic stuff going on there and then while he's talking the other presidents are all sitting around and everything 
But they're not just still or motionless. They look around the room. They move their arms a little bit like they're actual people up there. If you're into the animatronic side of things, I recommend going to see this show and just pay attention to the little stuff that happens. Yeah, I agree. There's no reason for all of them to blink, but they do. <laughs> so so Joe Biden's the 46th president of the United States, but there's only 45 people in there. Do you know why that is, Eric? Uh, no. Do you know your American history? Because President Grover Cleveland was elected in two non-consecutive terms. That's why Biden was 46, Donald Trump was 45, except, you know, Barack Obama was 44. But there's only 45 men who've been the president. Because Grover Cleveland got elected, then Benjamin Harrison got elected, and then Cleveland got elected for his second term, non-consecutive. He's the only president in history to do that. Maybe you should go to the Hall of Presidents and learn a thing or two, damn it. No, man. That's my <laughs> place to like kind of relax and chill and eat some corn. Like corn on the cob. See, my, the thing for me on why I love the Hall of Presidents has nothing to do with Hall of Presidents. It has everything to do with the food that they sell right outside of Hall of Presidents. You can yes. Okay. So that's another thing we want to discuss dogs. real quick. Pay attention to which rides and shows will actually let you bring food and drinks on. Not many of them will. That's an important factor here, too. Don't buy. Oh, my. I, I'm going to I cannot stress this enough. People do not buy a friggin turkey leg ever. And then immediately well, ever. Yes. But <laughs> don't buy one and then immediately get in ride to get in line to go on an attraction because they're going to make you throw it out. Just stop doing that crap. So many. It's the friggin turkey legs, the dipping dots like that drove me nuts. I'm like, guys, you can't bring food in here. We just got this. Well, you're going to have to finish it before you come in. People just get stuff and think they can just hop in line. Now, a lot of rides will let you finish it in line. But if the line's a walk-on, guess right. what you're not doing? If it's a four-hour so, line, whatever. You got time. A four-hour line, that's different. There's tons of trash cans along the way. But uh, just, just don't with that stuff. Ugh. All right. So I say Hall of Presidents is a solid two. I say go on it if you can, but it's you're not missing anything if you don't. I agree with that. I would have said 1.5, but two. Solid two. Solid two. Solid two. Because uh, we will go on it. Um, we go on it just to to go on it usually when we're, when we're at Magic Kingdom. Like, the last time we were there, it was for the very merry party. And, you know, the... the these special events don't have huge crowds and the crowds are mostly there for the special stuff, the parades, the special character meet and greets, all that stuff. So a lot of the rides were really, really quick to get on. And I would say that our, our Hall of President show is probably a quarter of the way filled. And that's another thing, because it's such a huge theater, they can cram a lot of people in there. So odds are you're getting into the next show anyway. Unless you're there during Christmas week, in which case everything I just said is irrelevant. And you're wasting your time going to the Hall of Presidents during that week anyway. So Correct. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about a solid one and my personal favorite attraction in all of Central Florida. The Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square. Uh, yeah. I absolutely love this ride. This I is... love this ride. 
this is a mandatory like you need to do this if you go to magic kingdom there is no if ands or buts this is a negative one (laughs) (laughs) like the other attractions that we've given ones that we say like don't do it if it's raining there is no excuse for haunted mansion rain does not matter like you need to go do this and it's not it's not a high thrill ride it's just that iconic and good it's a masterpiece in animatronics and technology because you have to remember this thing was built in the 70s it's it's older than that in um new orleans square in disneyland and the pepper's ghost effect is just awesome but there's so many other cool effects that happen in there the the forced perspective on the bus the dance where they're actually the dance yeah the dancing ghosts the the dueling ghosts the there's so many cool effects the grim grinning ghosts the song is is so much fun it's got a storyline to it the bride she murdered all five of her husbands like there's a the haunted mansion enough good things can't be said about the haunted mansion but the whole thing is an experience from getting into the parlor and then the cast member puts you in the stretching room and the 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 picture stretching everything and even while you're waiting in line you're going through a cemetery yeah and they and they've got the uh they got like the joke cemeteries that you could buy at the like at the halloween store and everything you know here lies whatever and there's a there's a silly pun involved with it the whole thing it's an experience of an attraction there's that once um that one tombstone with the the face that looks at you and then immediately looks away. Yep. The yep. first time you encounter that, you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it the whole thing just looks so cool. It's so well done and everything. The effects look great. The the Pepper's Ghost effect is so neat when you actually see the room and everything that's happening in it. <clears throat> and then the song is so catchy. The hitchhiking ghosts are iconic. You know, it's 999 happy haunts and you're going to be the thousandth one. And the the disembodied voice talks to you. Do not touch the handlebar. I will lower it for you. It's so and and they the little car that you sit in is called a doom buggy. Uh, yeah, Haunted Mansion is my favorite attraction of all time. Above and beyond. I always ride Haunted Mansion when we're there. We always do every time. Yeah, solid, solid one, like emphasis on the one. If you got to Magic Kingdom and you literally could only do one ride the entire time you were there, make it Haunted Mansion. Make it the Haunted Mansion. Don't argue with me, people. It will be the most memorable ride you ride. It's so much fun. It really is. Well, Eric, it's time. We're no. going to fantasy land. Are you ready? No. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We're here. Just you're going to have to get over it. We're here. So uh, if right. I'm walking through, this is how how long I've worked at like Magic Kingdom. If we're walking through. You got Small World on your left. And you got Peter Pan mm-hmm. on your right. If mm-hmm. you have to compete between the two, there's something wrong with you. Um, <laughs> Peter Pan. All right, let's, let's yeah, let's, let's tackle this one at a time here. Let's let's, let's tackle this one at a time. All right, 
It's a Small World. Let's talk about It's a Small World. Everybody pretty much knows what It's a Small World is. They've all heard of it. Now, if you, if by this point, if you are doing the park the way that you do it, Chris, by the time you get to Small World, you're exhausted. You're fucking tired. You're almost done. And you're probably a little hungry. Now, you can't bring food on there. That's what Hall of Presidents was for. But you're still tired and you need to relax a little bit. And there is nothing better than Small World because you get to relax for the next 22 minutes. Is that what we're calling this? This is a relaxing ride? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to challenge you on the relaxing element here. Now, Small World, Small World has nightmare fuel on it. First off, it is. It is the thing of nightmares. Um. I believe I've shared this story before, but I will share it. No, again. Oh, you're telling it again. You're telling the story again because I think we've got new listeners on this show. Now, Please tell us about It's a Small World. We they they have a cosmetology team that will go through and just kind of make sure that everything looks so perfect for the guests to experience. Um, and every once in a while, the cosmetology team will have to trim the hair on the dolls because they grow. Now, that right there is just enough nightmare fuel. Like, you, you hear that and you're just like, I'm sorry, what? Did you just say that the doll... The hair on the doll grows, yes. Grows? Okay, so I'm... So, the, so what you're saying is the ride is cursed. Uh, no. I'm not saying that it's cursed. But I'm not saying it's not cursed. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> um, being being that what it is, the, the hair is made of yarn and the moisture from the ride itself, plus the humidity in Florida in general, causes that yarn to expand so that they need to, like, you know, manage that. So they trim it and they replace it regularly but if you don't know that and they just tell you that the team goes in and cuts the hair on the dolls because it grows and they leave it at that you're like fuck this ride i'm not doing it because what else can these like are they living things now what the actual fuck but with that said i did work at this particular attraction as well and they're their maintenance area is nothing short of a scene out of Jaws with hooks in the air and boats like stuck to them and heads of dolls and it's it's, it's a nightmare scene. I feel like I, I can't remember his name. Chucky from Child's Play would be like, holy shit, I'm out. Yeah, this is I don't I don't think I would want to see one of those dolls dismembered. Yeah. At all. No. No, no. no. It's not okay. Uh, it's not okay. Okay. So, I'm going to say this right now. This might surprise some people. Maybe some people saw this coming. I'm not sure. I say Small World's a 2. I think so Small World is the epitome of the 2. I think people should ride it's a Small World. Here's the thing about Small World. But I also think it's skippable. I have I will say that it is a solid two. 
closer to a one no matter when you go because the throughput on that attraction is so high that the wait's never that long. It's never that long. The only time hey, you're right, you're right about that. It's like maybe 30 minutes is if there there has been a lot of like uh, wheelchair transfers. Outside right. of that, you're not waiting that long. It may look like a ridiculously long line. But, but you're right. It does get through a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I do want to add one thing to that, though. It's a small world has a very slow unloading process and you will get backed up while you're unloading and you will be there for a while. You'll get through the ride. You'll catch up to the rest of the boats and it will take a minute for you to get off the boat. It is a so just be prepared for that. But yes, it's definitely enough time for you to fully relax. Imagine so what we did, what we did during the holiday event was we sat down on It's a Small World and the entire ride, we ignored it. And we literally went over the map and figured out what we wanted to do. We planned around the fireworks, the parade, all that stuff. And we were like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do this? Do you want to get on this ride? Do you want to see the 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 Christmas overhaul for Space Mountain? Like we we had the whole thing planned. We were ready. We were ready to do it. You can do that, too. There's so much that you can do on that ride. Just don't touch the water. Well, we've established that. <laughs> Goodbye bye, fingies. <laughs> Gangrene fingers. Yes. And the but the thing is, I mean, the song is uh, annoyingly catchy. But it is kind of cool because the dolls and all the different lands are all based on art styles from those areas. So that's kind of cool, too. I think everybody in their life should go on It's a Small World one time. You have to do it once. You, It's a requirement if you're there for the first time. But once you've done it, you can make it. You can choose after that. I feel like Small World of all the nations and the way that they're, they're all dressed. It's so like stereo stereotyped racist. <laughs> Culture, it's not even racism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it's fun. It's it's fun, racist. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, there's no there's no tar baby there, so I guess we'll let that one go. All right. Let's discuss Peter Pan's flight, and I'm gonna say this right now. This is the single most overrated attraction in the entire Magic Kingdom. Right. This is this is a. A lower tier two, a lower tier two, almost skippable. If if you have to wait longer than now, now that I know how popular it is, if you have to wait longer than 30 minutes to get on that ride, don't get on that fucking ride. It's I wouldn't even great. give it that much. I wouldn't even give it 30. I would say 20, honestly. And it always has a 45 minute wait. The ride takes forever to load and unload. And all it is is just a kind of a retelling of the Peter Pan story and you're you're in one of the flying boats like that's all it is it's just a, it's just a retelling of the Peter Pan story with some old and not even like fancy animatronics or anything like that it's just a couple of animatronics and you that's it oh i do have a really cool story about that that water that's down there though Love oh my god you you in the water right now yeah. <laughs> you know way too much about the water at these parks no no, no. so no this is the, the fake water so when you're ever when you're flying over 
London or wherever the fuck you're supposed to be flying over. There is a um a little river there that is painted, right? And in order to get that water to look like water, that paint has to be very wet. So they got this never drying paint that's there. It's always wet. That paint's always wet. That's kind of neat. Right? All right. And anyway, that was my little little fact. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to give you guys this right now. If you have an opportunity, if you see Peter Pan's flight is a 15 minute wait, get on it cuz you're never going to see a shorter wait time than that. You're just not. Get get on the ride and do it. Um but Peter Pan is a low tier t- category too. Yeah. It is absolutely not worth the wait time that it always has. And I think I think that's one of the greatest mysteries. You know, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? Why the hell is Peter Pan's flight a 45 minute wait every goddamn time you go there? <laughs> like, I don't I cannot figure this out. I can't figure it out. And you work there. You can't figure it out either. I can't. For the life of me, I cannot figure it out. It's just like. It, it it's the ride's so bad. Ugh, I can't. It's boring. It's boring. It's slow and it's boring. It's a slow, like people mover, but the track's upside down. That's the best way to describe it. But you can get it, and but you can do the poo ride, and that's so much better. And shorter. And shorter. And that's the other thing is Peter Pan's flight is a short is a short ride anyway. So why would you even I don't know. I I don't get it. Yeah. Low tier two, close to three. So two point five. Low tier two. Uh if like like you said, if it's a pretty much a walk on, go for it. If not, then don't. Don't even bother. Just just don't even bother. Now <sighs> to my first tier one. Okay. And it is not a ride. It is Philhar Magic. Philhar Magic is the best thing you're going to do in Fantasyland. Period. So what Philhar Magic is, it's a it's a 3D show. You get your special 3D glasses. You sit in an actual theater because the idea is that Mickey's going to perform the, the the Philharmonic. Right. That's what it is. Mickey's going to perform. And while the, it's get you're getting ready for the show. Donald takes the wizard hat and starts messing around and then everything claps back at Donald and Donald goes on an adventure to retrieve the hat and it goes through various scenes from Disney movies and there's fun music involved, lots of cool special effects and it's it's there aren't that many rides that really incorporate the classic characters into them and this is one of them. Uh, I everybody loves Philhar Magic, and because it's a full theater show, you're never gonna wait that long. Uh, this is another attraction that I've worked, and I can honestly tell you, I have never seen it to the point where we've had to tell people they're going to be on the next next show. Like they're yeah. always on the next available show, always. Right. If you're in that building, you're on the next available show. If you're not in that and building, it's... maybe. And it's what a ten-minute show. Um, fuck, I can't remember. Something like that. It's like ten or twelve minutes or something like that, right? Something like that. It's not. It's not ridiculously long, but it's not short. Right. It's it's 
it might feel long because you're you're sitting waiting for it to go in. So you're sitting in like the lobby area, but you're going to get in. And then you sit down and you get to watch the show. And it's fun. 12 minutes. Um, 12 minutes long. So I'm going to tell us this is kind of an embarrassing story, but I'm going to tell it anyway, because I know he's not going to care. Joe, if you're listening to this, I know you don't care. My wrestler buddy, Joey Image, when we when when the boys all came to visit me during my college program and I took them on Philhar Magic, Joe's comment leaving there was that mermaid chick was hot. And I don't know which part of that made me laugh the hardest. The fact that he was referring to a cartoon character as hot or the fact that he didn't know who fucking Ariel was. <laughs> uh, that always cracked me up. Joe, I love you. But I, I always remember that. Philhar Magic is fun. Philhar Magic is great. That is the must do in Fantasyland by far. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, we're we're going to skip all the way over there. Oh, you want to go in order? Okay. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> you, right. So let, we're, this is your area. This is this is your hellscape. So, so you, I'll next, follow you. Next to that, we have the carousel, the World's Fair carousel. <laughs> yeah. And Prince Charming a, Regal Carousel. And it, it's a carousel ride. It's, it, it's a, if you like carousels. Take your kids on it if carousels are for you, but it's nothing special that you've never experienced on a carousel if you've never been on one. So, yeah, low tier two. I mean, it's cool. It's it's literally one of the original things. So if you want to like if you want to ride a little bit of history. Yeah. But other than that, it's skippable. It's very skippable. And it's you're a not carousel. Wait long. Yeah. The it's thing carousel. does not break. OK, hold on. Let me phrase that. It takes forever to stop because it is so old. The brakes, like when when the ride shuts off, it will spin like three more times before it comes to a halt. <laughs> Which is funny if you ever see a little fat kid fall off of it and roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I have, but I have. So... <laughs> Now, next to that, um, I'm not sure if this is still there or not. They still got the Snow White ride? No. Oh. We'll, t- we'll talk about that when we talk about past rides. Okay. Snow White's no longer there. So, Dumbo. This is uh, the magic carpet ride, but with elephants. All right. If you're, if you're going to ride one of these, if, if you're, I would say at least do Dumbo instead of magic carpets, because Dumbo's the classic. It's been there since the beginning. And now there's two of them. Back in my day, there was only one Dumbo. Ah, uh, kids today don't know what it was like to wait for Dumbo the one time. No, I guarantee you, 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 if you don't know why Peter Pan was so busy, it's the same reason why Dumbo was so fucking busy. Dumbo always had a wait. It was never a walk-on. Ever. The slowest season would still have a 30 to 45 minute wait for Dumbo. Why? But why? I I don't know. I do not know. It's just like... It's just a spinning little ride, man. I mean, I can understand because for a little kid, that's going to be a fun little ride for them. But... 
and then the stroller parking in Fantasyland. Oh, <laughs> I'm having fucking nightmares. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for that. On to the next one. Dumbo is a three. All right, well, I guess it's a two, but for me, it's a three because it fucking gave me nightmares. I, I, yeah. If your kids want to do it, go for it, but you don't have to do it. It's like, I'm telling you, Astro Orbiter is better and it's shorter uh, weight wise. And I just can't recommend doing Dumbo. Unless you really want to take a picture of the, uh, you know, the cart or whatever, in which case (laughs) go for it. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So this, honestly, I would say this is between one and two for me. Because it's a fun dark ride. It's it's it always has a shorter line. It's brighter and more colorful. It tells the Pooh Bear story, which I've always been a fan of. And if you really want to trip balls a little bit, it's got the Heffalump and Woozle scene. Yeah, and it wrote it like spins your uh, not spins, but it wobbles your entire cart. Yeah, and it's it's very psychedelic in there. <laughs> but plus, there's a fun little Easter egg when you go through Owl's house. There's a picture of Mister Toad handing the deed of the house over to Owl because this is where the Mister Toad ride used to be. We'll talk about that when we discuss past attractions. But the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, I think it's worth going on. It is um, a one if it's under 30 minutes. Yeah, don't wait more than 30 minutes to go on this one. The queue is like, it's okay. It's better. He's kind of fun. It's got the storybook theme and everything. Now it Peter is. Pan doesn't have a themed queue. That's another thing. There's no theme to the queue. You know what it there does, isn't. Though? You know what it does have? It has the fast pass staring at the regular line. At the, they're just looking at each other. There's no separation. They that's see. cruel. By the way, you just stare at them. There's gonna be a rumble going down. Rumble of the fast pass. <laughs> and, and we were always told, we we're always told. Uh, well, when I worked there, it was eight to one ratio. Mm-hmm. And for, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, that's eight fast pass, one standby. Mm-hmm. Don't work like that, but okay. See, that's why when I'm, when I was doing Flight of the Hippogriff, because it has the eight rows on the on the coaster, we would always do four and four. That was the max four and four. Unless the express line got really backed up to a certain point, in which case then we would send all express for two cars and then we'd send uh, we'd send for the one car. We would just do half and half again. We would do like like an express, then a half and half, then an express, and then you just to move it along. But. But the poo ride's fun. I like the poo ride. Yeah, poo all right. All right. <clears throat> All right. Before we get into New Fantasyland, we have one more attraction to discuss. Now, this is a 
three for me because I hate this ride. This is hate. a this is also a three for me. <laughs> this is the type of ride that I will I won't just throw up on this ride. I will projectile throw up. And that's, of course, is the Mad Tea Party. The teacups. The teacup ride. That they just spin and spin and spin. I can't do spinning like that. That will make me super sick. So I will not go on the Mad Tea Party ride. Which is... You know what the worst part about working teacups was? The vomit? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know it was literally across from Ray's Cosmic Ray's? So everybody would eat and then go on the tea the teacups. Correct. And then they then they'd be throwing a different kind of tea party. And I was just like, why? Why would you do that? And I would always see people with like turkey legs and churros, and I'm just like, ah, you don't want to come on here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do this. I'm trying to be your but, friend. <laughs> and then Morgan Freeman's voice comes on and says, it was at this moment that they regretted their previous decision. <laughs> That's when they realized they have fucked up. <laughs> but no, it's a solid three. You don't really need to go on it. It's a fucking teacup ride. Like you just, you can spin it. Eh. Every carnival has had it. If you've gone to a carnival, it's that same ride. A matter you've of fact, probably ridden a better ride actually. Yeah, a carnival. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. You've probably ridden something way better, or comp like either something similar to it, but probably has better braking power. Because again, this is another one of those rides where it's so old the brake it doesn't brake very well. You hear the music cut off, and then you slowly come to a halt. I'd say just bulldoze it. Just bulldoze the damn thing and be done with it. Now, now that I say it is a three, they do, I don't know if they still do this, but they did this um, magical moment thing where the white rabbit or Alice will grab some random people and then jump on the ride and ride with them. If that okay, happens, that's pretty neat. I don't think I knew that that existed. Oh yeah, no, they did. They do that. Like normally, when they like before they do their picture meet and greets and stuff like that, they'll come out and grab a family and jump on there and do the ride and then bring them over and and have like a picture and then that's how they start off their picture. Um, well, if I was doing the White Rabbit that day, I'm gonna tell you right now, be like, well, you can take your magical moment and shove it because <laughs> I'm, I'm not throwing up inside this costume. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alice, that's all you. I'm gonna. I'm late. I'm out of here. If that happens to you, go for it. That's your. That's your ride now. <laughs> but outside oh, yeah. of that one circumstance, which is like winning the lottery, I wouldn't fucking do it. And you have to have like a cute family too. No brats. Well, everybody I know is out. <laughs> all right let's be, let's be fair eric because i think we've we've had this discussion before but i i would say one in a hundred guests that you deal with on on a daily basis is the problem guest but do you remember the other 99 people fuck no i don't 
I I only like nope. the only good encounter that I ever like remembered was um Yeah, there you go. That. <laughs> there was no good encounters ever. <laughs> There are, but we don't talk about them. We're, we talk about the fun stuff. All right, let's go to New Fantasyland. Let's talk about the Barnstormer. This is the roller coaster that was part of Toontown, USA. Goofy's Barnstormer. Uh, they incorporated it over to New Fantasyland. And they added all the carnival stuff with the uh, the Dumbo Flying Circus and everything. And it is, it's a specific coaster designed for the little, little ones. It has a 35-inch height requirement, which two-year-old toddlers can hit that. It's a, it's like a 40-second little, little roller coaster. It this is, is for, sure. yes, this is specifically designed for little kids to get a coaster experience. So unless you have a little kid who wants to, who you want to share that experience with, this is a three. That's the only real exception, I would say. Yeah, if you have a kid that's, like, just at that height requirement, this is guaranteed a one. But if you do not, it is a three. It's a three. There's no middle ground for the Barnstormer. Either take your kid on it or don't even waste your time with it. The only exception to all this, by the way, is if you're doing Conquer the Kingdom, which we can talk about. That's when you go to Magic Kingdom and literally do every ride in one day. You better go on an off-season, Dave, to do, if you're going to do that. Yeah, it's the only way you can do it, honestly. It's the only way you can do it. Um, I've actually wanted to try it once. I will honest. I will actually ride the teacups just to do Conquer the Kingdom. But that's... I, I'm willing to try it one time. But, yeah, you better go during an off-season. All right, so we added a couple other new stuff with, uh, with new Fantasyland. One of them was the Enchanted Tales with Belle which is it's basically like a storybook thing. It has characters. They pull people from the audience, but that's kind of all it is. So like you go in, you sit down, they bell tells a story and they act out scenes from it and they use volunteers from the audience. So if you get picked, it's great because it's, it could be fun. Other than that, it's just a little fantasy land style thing. It's basically like an interactive theater. But it's one of those things. I say it's a low tier two. Take your kids on it. Hopefully they get picked. Uh, otherwise, eh, don't bother with it. It's uh, it's Country Bear Jamboree, but Fantasyland. But Fantasyland. Yes. I mean, we're really we're really hitting up the we're really utilizing the Country Bears a lot in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than necessary. Well, just well, mentioning them is more than necessary for me. I don't apologize either. Love you, Katie, but no. It's I mean, it is what it is. We're we're making the Country <laughs> Bear Jamboree more famous than the Country Bear Jamboree ever did. Ever did. Alright, let's discuss the Seven Dwarves Mine Train coaster. There's two more rides in New Fantasyland. I have not done it. Okay. I was there when it was built. But it is it's a two. It's not a classic like the other mountains, but it's fun. So I would say 
give it a try. I mean, it's a it's a, it's very short, and but it's got the seven dwarves and everything, and it's it's fun for its own little thing. Not really, but that's but it's not going to be any a new experience like. If you ride Thunder and then you go ride the Mine Train, they're very similar. You know what I'm saying? Right. It doesn't do anything different. Uh, 38 inch, inch height requirement for this one, by the way, guys. So there is a two inch difference between this and Big Thunder because it's a, it's less intense than Big Thunder. Because, again, it's part of Fantasyland. They're trying to make it more inclusive. It was so. one of those things where before New Fantasyland, no ride in Fantasyland had a height requirement. Correct. That was part of the, the thing. So. Uh, and the only other ride is the Under the Sea Journey of the Little Mermaid, which is it's Haunted Mansion and Nemo. It's a dark ride with the Little like Mermaid theme. One. I like this one. I say this is actually a one. Yeah. This is because it's one. new. Yeah, it's new. It, it's it's the same as. If you're going to choose between this and Peter Pan, go on this one. First of all, this one is almost always a walk-on. First off, <laughs> let's it's not like freaking Peter Pan, all right? This one's almost always a walk-on. You're getting on this ride. The music is really good, and the animatronics are really good. The animatronics are good, because it's new. They're simple animatronics. They're not doing anything super fancy, but it's fun. It's a Little Mermaid, so all the music is there. Let's be honest here. When it comes to Pete, did Peter Pan have any iconic songs outside of You Can Fly? I mean, nobody really remembers the Ticking Crocodile song and people won't remember the Indian song because of the what makes the red man red. I mean, that's being erased. That didn't age very well. <clears throat> but Little Mermaid has part of your world. It has Under the Sea. It has Kiss the Girl. And it has poor, unfortunate souls. Right? Like better music. Better animatronic uh, animatronics, better ride yeah. in general. Yeah. Much better. And you don't get wet. No. I mean, you don't get wet on Peter Pan, but I'm just saying like it's a really good ride. I, I actually think Peter Pan might be the most overrated ride in all of the in all of Disney. Uh, it's up there between that and Dumbo. But Dumbo, here's the thing. Dumbo is still. You can see what Dumbo is, right? You know what you're getting into with Dumbo. You can't actually see what Peter Pan is. That's true. So all people say, well, 45 minutes, this has to be good. And then. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it? Because I'm going to say no. Dumbo, you know exactly what you're getting. There's no secret there. It's an outdoor attraction. Did this did this ever happen to you, Eric, where somebody would come up to you in a greeter position for a very outdoor ride and be like, so what does this ride do? And you would just gesture. <laughs> yeah, a lot, actually. <laughs> for Dumbo. <laughs> So what does this ride do? Well, whatever it's doing, it's doing it right now. Um, the the two that I can honestly, nobody's ever asked me that when I did the carousel, but I always got it for teacups and for Dumbo. 
And I'm just like, are you fucking joking? So what is this ride? It's the teacups. They're behind me spinning right now. You can literally see what they're doing. But, but you know what? Some people are just, you know. They are they are what they are. I can't I can't say anything. Yeah. We know this to be true. Oh, I once worked but with you, a guy who almost called the uh who who almost called for a fire at the teacups because of the smoke that was coming from um fuck what's it called? The steam from the tea? No, not from the tea. The smoke from the go the go-karts over speedway. Oh, jeez. This is a fire. No, 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 there's not. There is not. Please stop. Just stop talking. So we've covered Fantasyland. Are, are you are you feeling okay? Should we should we get you out of Fantasyland now? Yes, get me the fuck out of Fantasyland. <laughs> All right, let's go to Tomorrowland and let's uh let's let's finish up our uh our run. Uh we have seven attractions to discuss here. Um instead of doing them in order, I'm just gonna go down the list here. Only one so of let's the three. Dis- <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about that one first? You might as well get it out of the way. All right. So what? what is it, Eric? Uh, Stitch. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, no. Stitch is uh, closed now. We're going to talk it? about that with past attractions. Oh, oh, I got plenty to say about Stitch. I thought you were going to say the Speedway. Because I say the Speedway is a three. Yeah, Speedway is also a three. Speedway looks like it's a one, right? Because when you go out there, you're like, oh, this looks fucking badass. It's yeah, not. So <laughs> you actually get in the cars. But it's not. They're, they're little they're little go-karts, and they're not even go-karts because you're stuck on a track. You can only go X amount of speed. You can't race. So. And there's a freaking height requirement. So if your kid's under 32 inches, you're not going anyway. Yep. All right. Here's the thing with the Tomorrowland Speedway. Here's the, th- the, the thing I'm going to say. You can do this ride at any theme park in America. It just has a different theme. In fact, at Hershey Park right here in Pennsylvania, there's two rides just like this. Indy Cars, which is just like the Speedway. And uh, I don't remember what the t- it's basically like Ford Model T's that you can drive like old style Ford Model T's. There's two of them. There's no reason to waste your time on the Tomorrowland Speedway. And Brett, if you're listening to this, I know that you, you this was your ride because I know you were a coordinator there and everything. Tomorrowland Speedway is not worth it and it never has been. I am, I'm sorry, it's not worth it. But if you want to do it, take your kids on it. I say it's a three and I don't think it's worth the time. Just my I opinion agree. on the matter. I agree. Okay. Because because that's the thing, right? Like you're at Disney. You want to do pirates and haunted mansion and stuff you can't do anywhere else. You can do gimmick rides like this in other theme parks in America. So. Again, it's something for the kids, but Tomorrowland has other stuff you can do with your kids. We're going to talk about them. All right, so let's let's kind of build up here a little bit. Uh, let's discuss the Astro Orbiter. It so we've we, we've already established that there's two other rides like this. We talked about Dumbo and gave Eric PS, PTSD over it. <laughs> and then we talked about the Magic Carpets, which is just a lame version of Dumbo. 
So Astro Orbiter is what would happen if Dumbo took a steroid needle and injected it into his big elephant ass. So it's the same fucking ride. We, I need to say that it's the same ride, but it's the location of that ride that makes this ride better. Uh, yes. So first off, it's not on the ground. It's in the air. You gotta take an elevator to get up there. Then you get strapped in. And when this thing goes up, it goes up, up like and it goes fast. This one actually whips you around. And you get a view of the park, which is fantastic. Yes, it goes very fast. Uh, it's a two in reality. Yeah, but. But, it's but a high I say, but it's it's a higher two. I say give it a try. Honestly, even if you're there with your kids and it's your first time, honestly, I say take them on Astro Orbiter, especially if you've got a little kid who still isn't tall enough for some of the bigger rides, but wants a little bit of a thrill because the end of this ride, when it comes, when the rockets come back down to the ground, the last spin is actually really fast for a ride like this. It whips you around a little bit, so it's got a bit of a thrill factor to it. This is actually why we used to end our day in Tomorrowland, by the way, Eric, because it has the most stuff that we wanted to do in it of all the of all the lands. So. All right. So we've discussed Astro Orbiter, although I probably haven't been on that in about 10 years, but. I skip it every time I go because it's not worth it to me personally, but I say everybody should at least experience it once. Yeah, it's definitely once you've done it, that's it. You don't need to do it again. Yes. All right, what? so let's discuss. Okay, you got one. Uh, we might as well get the other mountain out of the way. Space Mountain. You want to do Space Mountain? All let's right. So Space this would be uh, most famous attraction in the park is Space Mountain. It's going to surprise some people here. I already said that Thunder is a one, and I said that Splash is a one. Space is a two, and I'm going to tell you why. Ooh. Space Mountain has a very bad habit of breaking down and taking forever to come back up and you will wait forever during those down periods. In fact, Space Mountain is just it's just it's it's old, it's got its issues and I don't think it's worth it for that. Now if it's up and running and it's got a decent wait time, you have to go on Space Mountain. It is an indoor roller coaster in the dark. And even though you're only going 25 miles an hour, because it's in the dark and you can't see what you're doing, it feels a lot faster. It's got really cool special effects and really cool music. It's absolutely worth it. But if you're on a time crunch at this point of your day, I would not wait more than 45 minutes for Space Mountain personally. See, this is is why I go the other way around. (laughs) <laughs> so you do it first. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So for you, it's a one. For me, it is a, it is a one, but it's also a one for like once you've done it once, you don't need to do it again. But I at least would tell you to do one of each side. So if they tell you to go to the left the first side, the next time you go through, see if you can go to the right. Because they are slightly different. And then you never have to it, do yeah, it Yeah, not, not by much, but different enough. Yeah. So. 
But that that's where I'm at for Space Mountain. Like it is a definite one, but once you do it, you don't need to do it again. Uh unless like, you know, it's just slow, like you said. But I come in see I know that you we're we're doing it your way. When I come in, I normally do everything up until Space Mountain. Because we haven't even talked about the other ones. But after Space Mountain, I go to Ray's, eat something. I skip Fantasyland. Or I'll go <laughs> to a Small World or whatever. Um, depending on, like, what time my Haunted Mansion Fast Pass is. And then I continue on. Okay. I save it. Well, there's different ways to do it. Yeah, I save Adventure Adventureland last because Dole Whip. I'm not having a Dole Whip and then riding rides. I can't wait to do our episode on food because we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> tackle Magic Kingdom and we'll we'll be discussing this. Yeah. Do not be do not watch or listen to that episode on an empty stomach. By the way, folks, I'm gonna warn you right now. Mm. Okay. Okay, so we did. We discussed Space Mountain. I'm actually glad we put it where we did, because I just think it's it's not overrated like Peter Pan, but it's not worth an hour of wit of queue time to get in there. Uh, it really depends on how hot it is. Because if it's super hot, yeah, I don't mind waiting an hour. It's all indoors. <laughs> well, yeah, it is all indoor queue and everything. But yeah. All right, so we I would discuss even Space Mountain. That the building smells like urine sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got four more rides to talk about. Let's discuss the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. So this ride was actually built as a response from the Men in Black ride at Universal, which was one of the first rides of its kind where it was a ride, but you got to shoot stuff and you could get a score out of it and everything. Disney made one for kids. Buzz Lightyear themed. You get in this little space pod, you've got a gun, and you shoot the Emperor Zerg signals and you get a score out of it. And it is a fun little ride to go on. Because not only is it very colorful, but you get to shoot stuff. Yeah. I actually I would give this a one. Uh okay. It's a 1.5 for me. It's not a priority, but it is a lot of fun. And because it doesn't have a height requirement, you can bring all your little ones on this ride and let them shoot stuff. So you can have fun. You can have a lot of fun with this one. It is a cool little ride. I like it. I feel like Tomorrowland has a lot of ones for me. Like there's not there's nothing in here that's not a one minus the speedway then. Right. Uh, and then right right next to Buzz Lightyear is the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Which is hilarious. Which is, it's so good. It's so much fun. You, you go into a theater and you see a comedy show from a monster on screen. But how the technology works is the monster can actually interact with the audience because there's an actor and the, voicing the monster who can hear everything going on on the floor. So they can actually interact with the people and change up the show ba- based on that. Which is a lot of fun. Now, it's very familiar to a different show that's in another park. Yes. Um, I would say it's exactly like that show, but on steroids. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But it's it's fun because it's interactive. They pick on people in the audience. They tell some pretty funny jokes, which, yes, they're family-friendly jokes, but they are very funny. And they take It's a good one. Uh, via yeah. text? Yeah, you can send in your own jokes, and they'll actually, like... They'll actually do them as part of the show. Or at least they'll have a chance of doing them. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not, it's not a guarantee thing, but... Yeah, uh, again, a same thing with Space Ranger Spin. This is a 1.5. If I have a chance to go on it, I'm going on it. It's not It's not a top priority for Tomorrowland. My two number ones we're about to talk about. I have two number ones for Tomorrowland. And they are the easiest moving rides in the entire Tomorrowland, too. Uh, but that, yeah, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, uh, that is, there's only three rides that I will 100% do when mm-hmm. I go to Magic Kingdom. One of them being Haunted Mansion. The other two are in Tomorrowland. And I feel like they're the only two that are left. They are the only two that are left because I got the list in front of me and there's nothing else to talk about here. So let's, so talk let's about discuss the great, big, yes. beautiful tomorrow. Uh, the carousel of progress. <laughs> this is a one. I don't care what anybody else says. This is a one. I love the carousel of progress. Uh, I was actually disappointed when it was closed during Very Merry the last time we were there. What? Why? Because it it's not open for the special event. It's one oh. of the few rides that's not open. Okay. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed I didn't get to experience that. So Carousel of Progress, for people who don't know, originally aired in the Tomorrowland section of the World's Fair. And the point of the Carousel of Progress is you follow a family through three different generations. You go from the turn of the century to the 20s to the 40s, and then to quote-unquote tomorrow, which, of course... We've already surpassed some of the technology in there. What's supposed to be like, what, 2000 or something? <laughs> yeah. And we were already well past some of that stuff. But it's... Wait, uh. But you know what's actually what are the, surprising, though? They got a lot of that shit right. They did. They did. What's the first holiday that you experience? Is it Valentine's Day? Um, I can't remember. Fourth of July, Halloween, and Christmas. What the hell is the first one? Memorial Day? I think so. Because Valentine's Day is when, like, she's about to go on a date, isn't she? That would have been the first part, yeah. No, yeah, I that was later on. No, because like... it goes in order. You go you go through the calendar year. Okay. Because hottest 4th of July we've had on record. It's Uncle Orville in the bathtub dressed like a colonial George Washington. Yeah, uh, Carousel Progress is great, though, and they t- they tell you how everything, you know, oh, we've got this newfangled icebox here. You know, there's these boys in North Carolina, they're working on this flying contraption. That'll never work. It, and it's all about the, the progress that we make here, and it has the great, big, beautiful Tomorrow song, which is one of the top tier songs that came out of the theme parks. You got Grim Grinning Ghosts, you got Yo-Ho Pirate's Life for Me, and you've got Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. And if you ever, like, there, if any song gets stuck in your head, it's going to be that one. It's, uh, but it's the best song. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but fuck zippity doo 
It's creeping people tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but Zippity Doo Dah came from a movie. This actually came from the parks. This is a park song. This is an exclusive. This is a bonus track. Well, for most people, Zippity Doo Dah came from the park because nobody saw that fucking movie. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. I've seen it. It's not that good. It's okay. But yeah. Yeah, Carousel Progress is friggin' great. And you sit down in the theater, you rotate all the way around, you get all the different scenes. It's funny. There's good comedy involved with it. And then you get to the end with Christmas when they he just burns the dinner and they have to order pizza. And then you're you're done. It's such an it's such a great, easy show to do. I love Carousel Progress. I just love it. That end scene, they got it so right. There's apps on stoves now. Yep. Oculus Rift is a thing, so VR is a thing. Yep. The only thing that they got wrong was that, you know, family spending time together. (laughs) (laughs) How dare Disney, of all people, assume that families would want to spend time together? Oh. I don't think I could get my grandmother to play a virtual reality game personally. Uh, as of this recording, my grandmother's also 94 years old, so I don't think that's going to happen. Wow. Nice. She may have played Atari, but <laughs> she may have she's, played Atari, but I don't. she's seen a lot of shit. She was alive during the Great Depression. She was two years old. Wow. She doesn't probably doesn't remember it, but yeah, 1927. 1927, man. She'd been around. She's been to the parks. She was there. I mean, she can't. She was at my wedding and my whole family went to the parks <laughs> while they were there for the wedding. Because why wouldn't you? Uh, of course, they got tickets right. off Carousel of Progress. Uh, no, they did. They did their they, they they had their 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 plan and everything. They They had a thing going. I think my mom and dad were annual pass holders by then. And. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I was so caught up in the wedding stuff. I don't remember those little details. (laughs) I don't know how the hell they got into the parks. They got in. (laughs) I'm assuming legally. (laughs) So I I, my sister was pregnant at the time, so she couldn't go on a lot of stuff that she wanted to. So. Mm. So she had See, this but is yes. how good Carousel of Progress is, is that we went off on a tangent because it reminded us of so many fucking things. There you go. That, I, I can't sell Carousel of Progress any better than that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not even at the best ride. And and now, drum roll. <laughs> uh, should I do it uh, yeah. Christmas vacation style? <laughs> they, they're all making like weird sound effects. It's joy to the world. The people mover. The Tomorrowland Transit Authority people mover. The second best ride in Magic Kingdom after the Haunted Mansion. It's so relaxing and slow and it takes you through two of the attractions we already mentioned. Actually, it takes you through more, but apparently the other one's closed. So whatever. But. Don't count. Yeah, it doesn't really count either way. 
Um, uh, it, it's relaxing and it actually makes Space Mountain better somehow. Because if you actually go through that ride and Space Mountain breaks down, you're having a hell of a ride on the People Mover. It's one of those things where if a ride breaks down while you're uh, a different ride, not the People Mover, but if the ride breaks down while you're on the People Mover, you get a better experience because you get to see more shit. Although, when you see Space Mountain with the lights on, you may never ride it. Oh, yeah. Then you realize that, oh, my God, this was definitely meant for people who were like under five foot five. (laughs) (laughs) If you sneeze, you probably get decapitated. You got you gonna die. You're gonna die. Don't don't reach up. If you ever ride Space Mountain, don't reach up. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Oy. Yeah, but but the people mover. Okay, so first of all, the people mover never has a line. And even if it does have a line, it's always moving, so you get right on. Yeah. So you're walking the entire time up the queue line, and then you get in the little car. You always get a private car to yourselves because they don't put strangers on there, even during peak season. And then you just cruise and you get to relax and it's moving fast enough to give you a nice gust of wind to cool you off, but not so fast that you need lap bars. You know, and that that's the part that always got me is that like when you're loading it, it's moving really slow. There's like a little launch area where it actually picks up. Yeah. I, I never understood how they got that to be separate from the rest of it. Don't know, but it's fun. You realize because it's all connected when you get on it, and then all of a sudden it just splits, and the car in front of you starts flying away. You're like, "Oh, I guess we're in the front car, and we didn't even realize it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's such a fun, relaxing little ride. Everybody loves the People Mover. Nobody, nobody has a problem with the people mover. Because why should they? I think like nobody has a problem with it because there's never a, a line for it. No, exactly. Because if you ever get, get on there and it's broken, you're, you're just like, ah, no big deal. Walk around five minutes, come back and it's back up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, people movers a one. Oh yeah, people movers a one. So one hundred percent. I don't know about you, but my top three rides, like I said before, are the People Mover, Carousel of Progress, Haunted Mansion. Those are the rides that I will one hundred percent do if I go to Magic Kingdom. I what? will throw in Philhar Magic and Pirates, and make that a solid top five. Agreed. Agreed. And there you go. If it's not raining, so yeah, if you want to increase, so they, let's let's do. I'm going to go down the. Li- I'm I'm not going to go all the way back. I'm going to go down the list here, because uh, I've I, I pulled this up on the official DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.Com. It's a lot of dots in there, jeez, and kind of went through and picked picked and choose. But I'm just going to go in order here. So final verdict: Under the Sea, we with Little Mermaid, we agree is a pretty much a one. Yeah, Jungle Cruise is a one. But not. But if it's raining, it's not going to be fun. Uh, Carpets is a three. Pirates is a one. Swiss Family Treehouse is a three. Tiki Room is pretty much a three. We've determined. Yeah. 
Okay, Barnstormer's a three, unless you have the little kid who wants to go on it. Uh, Dumbo's a three in Eric's world, because, <laughs> yeah, we've already established that. Small World is a fluctuator. That's, I, I, I think everybody has to go on Small World. At least once. You have to do it at least once. If it's your first time, you gotta do it. Uh, Tea Party's a three, unless you like spinny stuff. Uh, Winnie the Pooh is a low tier one. Philhar Magic's a solid one. Peter Pan's flight is a set is a negative. No, what's what? How much lower can I get? If we're going in that order. <laughs> it just no, we can't can't go high. Yeah, I mean it's like it, 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 again, if there's no line to it, if there is people, no. Yeah. All right. Uh, the carousel's a carousel. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train's worth it, but not a priority like the other mountains. Thunder and Splash are great. Again, if it's raining, they're not going to be open anyway. We say skip Country Bears, skip Tom Sawyer. Hall of Presidents is worth it if you want to sit down and relax. The Riverboat, you can skip. Haunted Mansion is a must-do. Astro Orbiter is the best one of the spinny rides you're going to do, so choose that one over the other two. Buzz Lightyear is pretty much a low-tier one. Last Floor is a low-tier one. Space, we differed on it, but we heard why. It's speedway skippable. People Mover is a one. Carousel of Progress is a one. The Railroad, if you got time, go for it. Uh, they've got the little scavenger hunt thing, if you got time. The Enchanted Tales with Bell is whatever. And we pretty much covered everything that's currently available as of this recording. There you go. A day in Magic Kingdom with Chris and Eric. I think we covered it, bud. Yeah, it was a pretty good list. Good list. So we're going to do this for the other parks as well. We're going to do Epcot. We're going to do Studios. We're going to do Animal Kingdom. We're going to tackle the Universals. We'll do Universal Orlando. And we're going to do Islands of Adventure. Yep. Do those separately. Uh, We're also going to come back and do we're going to we're going to basically my plan right now is we're going to do a day in the park. We'll do six episodes like that. We'll do a day in the park for all of the those parks. Maybe we'll tackle some other parks that we're familiar with. I mean, we could probably do SeaWorld, but I mean, I don't I, I haven't been to SeaWorld enough to probably have the strongest opinion there, but make it work. All right. <clears throat> but we're definitely going to do those six. We're going to do episodes on the past rides. And then we're going to do episodes for shopping and for food. And we'll also do ones for special events. So that'll cover a decent amount there. And then for the rides that we're really a fan of, we might actually go in and really break down the history and everything of the attraction and really review them. That's the journey you're going to go on with our park hopper here. And uh, if you want more stories, especially... From some of the places we've worked at, we'll also dedicate episodes to that, too. Do you have any last thoughts on Magic Kingdom as you as we as we end the day at Magic Kingdom? We didn't talk about parades or fireworks because we're going to do that in a separate episode. But um, if you go to your- the parks, make sure you go early because you're going to spend a lot of time there if you want to do yes. all the rides. Plan on doing five be happy if you get six. Be sad if you only get four rides. I would not do an all-day thing. 
at max, I would spend six hours at a park. But that's just go. me. Magic Kingdom, you can get a whole day in, though. You can get a whole day in at Magic Kingdom. But here's the thing. If you're leaving at park closing, we're going to warn you right now, you're in for a long way back to your vehicle. Because everybody's leaving at the same time. The monorail will be jammed. The buses will be jammed. The ferry boat will be jammed. It's going to and when you do get on, it's going to be very crowded on each one of them. So just be prepared for that. The best thing you can actually do, get there early, but not for open and try to leave before the massive crowd at the end of the night. If you've already seen the fireworks show and you don't need to stay there and watch it, leave while it's happening. Trust me. Yes. Because when the fireworks are done, you're getting a mass exodus. But if it's your first time going, watch everything and deal with the open and park closing crowds, too. You really should. Magic Kingdom is an experience. With that said, and I'll admit this fully, Magic Kingdom is actually my least favorite of the four Disney parks. Yeah, I like the other ones better. And we're going to we're going to tackle each one of them. In fact, on our next episode, Eric and I are going to discuss Epcot. Oh, OK. Epcot, baby. Yeah, we're going to do Epcot next. So stay tuned for that. We'll try to maybe get that one out in October and maybe in October we'll try to carve out some time and talk about Not So Scary and Halloween Horror Nights a little bit and discuss the fun of the Halloween attractions and other fun Halloween stuff you can do because uh, this is a theme park thing. So we might even talk about Eastern State Penitentiary or Penhurst Asylum or some of the other local stuff we've gone to. So stay tuned for that. But thank you guys for for Park Hopper. Thank you for your patience getting us through with our work schedules and everything. We're definitely uh, we've been we've both been held up. We've had to suspend some other stuff temporarily. We're trying to get our feet back here, but you can still listen to us each week on the nerd table. We're still going to give you that. So you don't have to worry about that at all. Other than that, we hope you enjoyed your day at Magic Kingdom with us. And we will see you next time for more Park Hopper 101 with your theme park gurus, myself and Eric. Eric, have a magical day, sir. You too, sir.